Hello guys, welcome here to Tinkle Sports Talk. I'm sorry we missed you all last week. We were still hyped on the Syracuse game and completely forgot that we had a show to do. So, yeah, exactly. It is what it is. More like I, I totally forgot because I went to bed yeah. early. <laughs> eh, I also had to work early, so it's a two-way street there. But we're back this week. We'll be back going forward. It's unfortunately scheduling sometimes doesn't always work out, as some of you guys know. I'm sure. Um, at least the people that generally watch or listen to the show know very well. Um, we do have some good uh, discussions from that game. If we do have time, um, of course. Um, oh, we got sure a lot to get to in this hour. Of course, um, we got the uh, we got to talk a little uh, Week 6 NFL recaps. We wanted to do Week 5. We just didn't have time to do that either. Um We'll, of course, have our Week 7 predictions, and then, of course, we will have two really good... We had two tinkle on this this week um, that we just couldn't pass up sharing, so we're going to share those today. Um, it's going to be a nice week for tinkle on this to make up for last week, <laughs> but with that, um, let's get started with the NBA news. So, of course, the biggest news in the NBA this week is revolving around Ben Simmons. Yep. He was suspended one game for disrupting practice. Charles Barkley was on Pardon the Interruption. And by the way, when Barkley speaks, people listen. That's why we bring him up a lot when he quotes something mm -hmm. on this show. Um, so he was on Pardon the Interruption this week. He said that suspension was, quote, stupid. Ben Simmons should have been suspended for three to five games, and the Sixers should have done right by trading him. Um, is Barkley correct? And what are your thoughts here? Um, I think he's right in a sense of trading him. Like I know, I know Ben Simmons is trying anything he can to get traded. I mean, I guess he's doing it in the the right sense in the word. But the thing is, like disrupting practice, that's mm. a big no no. Uh, you're still a part of the team until you do get mm -hmm. either released or traded. So, how about be a real professional yeah. and show teams that like you actually still sort of care? Look at what Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. is doing. He doesn't want to be in Green Bay, but he's still going out there and winning games. You got to still be a professional in the end of the day. Yeah. And I don't think that Ben Simmons is being a very big professional in the sense that. If you're disrupting practice, it just shows teams like, should we even take the risk on him type of thing? Like, he, he really should be a professional. He should be there with his team. Doesn't mean he has to put up the most production at all. Just still be out there and be a professional, showing up to practices, learn, you know, willing yeah. to put in the work and show teams he's committed. If, if, right now, all he's showing is teams don't want to take the, the, the risk on him because... He's not gonna one. He's not gonna care about going there for practice. Then he's gonna try to disrupt and get himself suspended. And then, okay. And so, what if he does get the trade? You don't know if it's gonna be any better or any worse of a situation that he's already in right now. Yeah. See. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't really care either. It's just let's let's just stop the ball here and say that first off, he's not LeBron James. He's not a superstar in the league. He's yeah. not Luca. He's not LeBron. Quit acting like you are, okay? You have not earned that respect. And frankly, they would never have to earn their respect that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, they let their play do the talking, okay? 
Dwight Howard wasn't happy in Orlando, but he still played. Okay. Exactly. Um, Zion's been unhappy, I believe, in New Orleans, and he's still playing. Damian mm. Lillard is upset in Portland, and he's still playing. Okay. There's ways to go about it without burning bridges. And on top of it, if you're just going to go in there and destroy the locker room on your on your way out, you should have just done the team the favor and stayed home and paid the fines that you would have had to pay right. for missing the practices. Okay. I, I, I don't want to hear any more slander on Doc Rivers. This has nothing to do with Doc Rivers. Okay. This has everything to do with being a team player here. Okay, mm -hmm. here's the thing. You go out in the real world and you want to be transferred into another department and it gets held up, or you get a promotion and it gets delayed because they didn't find someone to fill your position and you act right. like that in the real world job, you're going to lose your job nine times out of ten. Oh, I know. Your employer won't deal with that. Okay. Nope. Ben Simmons is just lucky because the Sixers know what they'd lose. They'd lose trade capital by releasing him. But frankly. Right. I will say this, Ben Simmons is doing himself no favors by acting no. this way. No. He is, you know what he's doing? He's showing other teams, okay, if I don't like your situation, this is what you have to look out for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll tell you one thing, he proved one thing to me, is that he's the reason the Sixers aren't successful. It's not Doc Rivers anymore. Oh, I, I probably happen to agree okay. with you on that one. He's the only tumor in that locker room, and my apologies mm. to anyone... Um, that might offend, but he is the tumor in that locker room right now. Right. Um, so, man, we're out. We're out hitting and uh, swinging right away. I know. Um. Um. I, I guess I'll say this as my last point in, in this. Hmm. I, I want to say three to five games is probably. Um, yeah, I agree. A, a good, a good amount of games he probably should have been suspended for. Oh. But if it's only one practice, I guess suspending him one game. It's all right for right now, but if he's multi, if it's a multiple occurrence of that he's disrupting, yeah. I think it should be more. Yeah. The, the, the discipline him a little bit more, like, hey, if you keep on doing this, we're gonna just keep on adding more games to your suspension. Yeah. So, just you know, saying, that's just final take. Here's take. Here's where I'm gonna take my armchair analyst hat off and put on my coaching hat. If any of my players acted like this, if any player that I have coached over the years, and I've coached for, this is going to be my sixth season, if I'm lucky, um, my sixth season of coaching, and I will say this, if any player came into my practice being that disruptive and being that much, and pardon me, but if any player came in acting like an asshole like he did, I would have kicked him out of the gym and said, don't come back until you're going to be a team player. Okay. I would have kicked him off the damn team right then and there. I, I wouldn't have suspended him. I wouldn't have suspended him. I, would have, I wouldn't have suspended him for a set amount of time. I would have said, you're not a part of this team until you act like it. Okay. You want to you wanna act like a child, you can be treated like one. That's all I'm gonna say. Stop blaming. I guess I'm just Doc shocked Rivers. that the 76ers didn't like release him right then and there afterwards. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. Doc Rivers is very disciplined yeah, of a man. I mean, he's taken a lot of crap yeah. in his years. Like, look who yeah. he's coached over the years too. Like, that's a lot yeah. of egos in and, that locker room that he's coached. And can I so, point this out? He will never ever have the respect of the Philly fan base ever again. 
Oh, what, I, Ben Simmons? The hell nope, no. <laughs> and Philadelphia is the most, the most ruthless fan base in any sport. Mm-hmm. They are the most ruthless city as far as fan bases. He yeah. will never get that respect again. I'm telling you. All respect has been lost, not just on the court, but in the community. He he can't even show his face in Philadelphia right now, I'm pretty sure. No. No. <laughs> okay, he's the most hated guy there, so just thought I'd throw that out there. Barkley and I also kind of found too. it a little funny that the Pelicans fans were were uh, chanting, where's Ben Simmons as the, uh, the 76ers yeah. were taking free throws in New Orleans, by the way, which... Oh, man. I mean, that, that could be very, you know, being a, you know, it could be funny, it could be being an asshole, it could be anything, but, like, an early I'm just watching it, like, that's just kind of funny, actually. <laughs> an early tinkle on this for you, so, there we go. Um, but, yeah, I think that's all we've got. I think we covered that pretty well, so, yeah. let's move on here to our uh, week six takeaways. And actually, I, I forget who started last, so I'll just let Jason start off with his takeaways because I think I did when we did the show two weeks ago. Yeah, probably. Um, well, if anybody's watched that Bills game, and I'm sure they did, you're going to find out that Derrick Henry is just showcasing why he should just be the MVP of the league like almost every single year at this point because he is putting himself on a pace to have... One of the best rushing seasons ever. I think he's on pace to, if I remember correctly, he's on pace to having like 20-something touchdowns and like 2,200 yards, which it could very well happen. He's already close to 1,000 already. And he's got not just one, but 10 touchdowns through six weeks of action. That's insane to think about. He's had a couple of games where he's had three touchdowns, but Derrick Henry, I wrote it, showcasing why he's called the king because that man is just unstoppable to take down at this point yep i agree honestly he's you know what's funny is we had this debate on our uh fantasy football live stream uh uh-huh. earlier this year and there was a guy i forget his name but he was one of the few that actually watched the live stream and asked questions and about Derrick Henry, about Derrick Henry, because he was debating between McCaffrey and Henry, um, and we all thought Henry was going to have kind of a down year, but it appears what started out week one has not continued through the rest of the year so far. Mm-mm. So, just thought I'd throw that out there. I will say this now: I'm glad I did draft him because <laughs> four and one, four and one in that league, and I tell you, yeah. I'm happy. Can but, I point out, I, can I just do a shout-out to my brother real quick since we're on the fantasy football topic? I did not cheat. The tiebreaker was bench points, and I beat him. Fair and square. <laughs> keep crying. Okay, keep crying. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll continue. Man, I tell you what, I don't know what it is about Mac Jones, but he knows how to battle up, out against uh, some great quarterbacks. It may almost makes you think, are the Pats the best 2-4 and four team out there right now? I think so. Because I tell you, if there was any other quarterback putting up those kind of numbers with other teams, it usually results in wins. Don't get me wrong, they've, you know, they had their fair share of battles where it came to a loss, but what if those were wins right now? 
then you turn that record into a four and two record, and they would be tied with the Buffalo Bills right now. Mm-hmm. That's scary to think about. Because if you think about it, that that game against the Dallas Cowboys could have very well easily mm-hmm. been a win. Could exactly. or not very easily. Could have turned it into a win. Same thing with the Bucks. That could have turned into a win. If you think about it, look at. Think about it this way. If the Pats had the same record as the Bills, and the Buffalo Bills and the Pats, a rookie quarterback against somebody who's been in the league for four years, you look at them like, holy crap, the Pats are battling the Bills. A rookie quarterback who plays a lot like Tom Brady is battling a quarterback that's, you know, established and making a name out of himself, you know, four years into the league. And you think about them like, man, this is just like the you know back in the day when it was Dan Marino and uh and Jim Kylie kinda days, but you look at it now, yeah the Pats are two and four, but man, they're looking very scary good against a lot of these good teams. It makes you think what's gonna happen in the next few years. Oh, I know, exactly. Here's the thing. They're not there yet. Obviously, the wide receiver well, yeah. issue, they will get mm. there. And here's the thing. I, I'm going to tell you, Robert Kraft, don't give up on Belichick just yet. Okay. I know it's looking grim. He might be on the chopping block, but don't give up on him just yet. I think he can work some magic with this kid. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Oh. And um, my last point, the Cardinals. Is this uh, a bold prediction? for nothing. But... Like I said, was saying it before starting this podcast, they probably only really do have two credible wins, and that's against the Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Rams. If you look at the other ones, you beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, hoorah! You beat the 49ers, like they've been hit and miss this year. Um, I think they're two and four or something like that. Then, then you. Yeah, like you played up against a lot of these easier teams, and I look at the rest of their schedule. They had to play the Houston Texans. Like, I mean, of course, they'll go into more of it second half of the show. But you just look at the the rest of their schedule, and like, you kind of like hating them the NFC at this point. I hate to say it, like, but um, I think they're the team to beat in the NFC until otherwise. They're just showcasing that they have literally the most complete team in the NSC. Mm-hmm. So, those are my takeaways. Alright. Yeah, I, I will agree with you. Here's the thing. The difference between the Cardinals being 6-0 and and the Steelers being 6-0 at this point is they've beaten some quality teams. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, you know, here's the thing. Titans are a quality team. You can say what you want about them. They're a quality team. They beat, well, I mean, the Vikings and the Jaguar. Uh, I'll give them the Vikings as kind of a tough team because they played them to the wire. They're the only yeah, team this season that what, played them to the wire. 34 to 33 is what yeah. I saw score-wise. Then, then, of course, they dismantled the Rams. Um, They beat the Niners by a score. And then they dismantled the Browns. But keep in mind, the Browns are a banged-up team right now. you mm. got to imagine if the Browns were at full strength, this game could have been very close yeah so, i think you can make a stronger case than pittsburgh i don't think they're the strongest 6-0 team ever 
But I will say that I think I agree with you here, though. They are the team to beat in the NFC until someone proves otherwise. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, I'll go on uh, my takeaways here. Now, this one I wanted to do last week, but I'm going to – I think it makes a – I think – I wanted to make this case week five. I think week six proved that case. Um, don't buy into L.A. just yet. Okay? I'm just going to throw it out there. I knew this loss was coming. I didn't expect it to be this bad. I thought it would be a typical yeah, one-score loss. Yeah, that was a bad loss. This was <laughs> straight up. We just did not have an answer for the run game, which, by the way, the Ravens don't have much of a run game outside of Lamar Jackson. So that should tell you something. I'm just going to say this now. As a Chargers fan, how do you feel to let Le'Veon Bell just go out there and score a touchdown like that man hasn't been relevant since his days in pittsburgh just saying <laughs> yeah i'm disappointed to say the least um <laughs> thankfully we got a bye week this week to get our shit together but i'm just telling you to those who said that the chargers are the team that's going to face buffalo in the afc championship and there have been analysts that have said that back up the train okay it's not gonna happen I can tell you, I, I I'm, no, nah, I'm willing. To I think right now, if there's any team that could make, meet them in the the AFC Championship game, it's probably Baltimore. Yeah, I would go out there and say Baltimore as well. Um, but I will say, the Chargers will make the playoffs. I think there's no doubt here; they're gonna make the playoffs. They may make the division or the second round, but that's gonna be it. I think that'll be it for them. Um, they're a team that's still up and coming. They got work to do. I, I do like this coach's mentality, but I just, again, I'm still iffy on them. They're still the Chargers. They are still owned by, um, Dean Spanos there. So, by the way, fuck you, Spanos. So, just <laughs> I throw that out there. Um, I will say, though, you can invest your stock in the fact that Justin Herbert is in this MVP race. I wouldn't invest as much stock as Kyler Murray right now, but I will say you can invest that stock in Justin Herbert, and I will stay to that course. I think this is the tightest MVP race it's been in a mm -hmm. while. Exactly. And I think Derrick Henry's in it now. Oh, okay. I think Henry, Murray, Herbert, Brady, Allen... Um, you know Mahomes is in it, regardless of how many turnovers he's uh, got. I don't know. Mahomes might be, but I think he's really the bottom of the list. I don't right. think he's one of the top ones. I'm just going to pull up my Twitter real quick. Can I just point out, uh, on a side note, because we do... I think we have some time. I don't think we have a lot, but I will say this. I want to give kudos to Peter King at NFL on NBC. He got the top 10 quarterback rankings right. I mean, so right that I I wanted to find ways to nitpick it, but I couldn't find ways to change it. Okay, he had Kyler Murray number one, Josh Allen number two, Dak Prescott number three, which is, I'm sorry, Dak is number three right now until, yeah. you know, I, I, I can't deny it anymore. Lamar Jackson four, Tom Brady five, Aaron Rodgers six, Justin Herbert seven, Patrick Mahomes eighth, where he belongs this year nine matt stafford 10 i mean 10 is an arguable one but i i do agree with kirk cousins so just thought i'd throw that out there real quick um my hmm. 
my second point here, and boy, this point's getting invalidated as we're record. Or my point is getting thrown out the window as we're recording, because the Browns <laughs> are up seventeen to seven last I checked. Yeah, they are. Um, shit is all I gotta say to that. Um, there's a play under review right now, of course, while we're watching or while we're recording. Um, are the Browns upstream without a paddle? At this point, they've got no Nick Chubb. They've got no Kareem Hunt. They've got no Baker. And Baker might be out a while, by the way. He uh, fractured his humerus. And it's not so Hmm. funny after all. I'm sorry. I had to go there. Um, That's insane. But, yeah, so he fractured his humerus. He's probably going to get put on the short-term IR. I wouldn't doubt it. And let's face it, Case Keenum is not a good quarterback. Say what you want, he's not a good quarterback. Um, no, he only had one lucky run with Minnesota, yeah. and that's can, it. Can I just say, and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but how does someone like Case Keenum still have a job, but Cam Newton's a free agent? Because, I, I don't know. frankly, I would take Cam... You can argue this. I would take Cam Newton over Case Keenum because at least Cam Newton had some good years. Case Keenum never had a good year in the NFL. I I called him a bust from the start. Oh, at least Cam Newton's been to a Super Bowl. Case Keenum can never say that. (laughs) Um, Exactly, and he'll never say that unless he's the backup to Tom Brady next year. And so, who knows? It could very well happen. <laughs> point that out. So, here's the thing. I, again, I think my point's being invalidated, but I will say this for my next point. The Bills are still the team to beat. And I'm shocked Jason didn't take this one. The Bills are still the team to beat in the AFC. Okay? That was a little blemish. And by a little blemish, I mean a big one. But it doesn't it doesn't hurt their chances in the race. But here's no. why. But here's why. Because I think the likelihood of them playing Tennessee in the playoffs, unlikely. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't think they'll run into Tennessee. Um, I think they're safe for now. Um, what I was going to say... You're saying, I, I just want to say this point as well. Sean McDermott made the right call. Say what you want, fourth and one. You could have tied the game. But let's look at it this way. If they if the Titans got the coin toss in overtime, now you're going to have them shoving it down your throat with Derrick Henry because they know he's your kryptonite on defense. The Bills have the Bills the last I'm pretty sure the last three times they played Tennessee, they've had no answer for Derrick Henry. None. Yeah, but the only difference is is that as of late, like the last two matchups, they haven't had any answer for Derrick Henry. Yeah. But the two previous matchups, Buffalo had Tennessee's number. There was an instance where they beat them 14-7, to and then there was another instance, I think, but I don't know, Buffalo doesn't seem to have the best track record when they play them in Tennessee. When it's in yeah. Buffalo, it's a little bit of a different story. That's why, I, yeah. I know these two teams are going to play each other again next year. It, it's pretty much almost a given at this oh, point. Oh, they're going to win Tennessee's going to win. 
Tennessee is going to win the division, and so is Buffalo. Yep. I, I don't think... I'm hoping to God that this time it's in Buffalo. Hmm. No, None of this Tennessee-Nashville bull crap. Well, I want it in Buffalo. And you know what? I'll be safe to say I would love to get tickets to see it. I'll join you I on think that. It, I, I'll join you. Because <laughs> I, I really do think that the outcome is going to be totally different. Yep. Maybe if we get our subscriber count up, because keep in mind, you can't stream on a mobile device without a thousand subscribers. So any of you guys want to help us out to get a thousand subscribers between now and next year, that would be greatly appreciated. Come on, create, <laughs> create fake accounts if you have to, to get us there. Because if we get a yeah, thousand right. subscribers, maybe we'll do a live show from Highmark Stadium. Just saying. Something. Just saying. I, I'm just going to throw that idea out there. Um... Again, now if the Titans beat the Chiefs this weekend, which I don't think... Well, actually, I wouldn't rule out, to be honest, because the Chiefs are the 32nd-ranked defense, and Mahomes has had a little turnover problem this year. Um, You know, I will okay, say... I, I'm going to say Chiefs, this now about the Bills. Yes, yeah. they did lose. And yes, you know, it was a right mm. play call. But the, a lot of it could be like, well, Josh slipped... Jo you know, might have not been the best, you know. Yeah, it was just an thing. unfortunate circumstance. I will say this now. If you look at the defense from the Tennessee Titans, there's no way he could have been able to run up the middle. Maybe to the left, maybe. Yeah. Maybe there was a little opening there. But going straight forward, he but had no saying, room to go past that defense whatsoever. McDermott was right to go for it on fourth and one because you give the ball back to Tennessee in overtime on after a field goal, you can kiss you could kiss the game goodbye. You know that's all I'm gonna say on that. Um, was it the right play call? Probably not. I would have probably handed it to Moss maybe. No, I, I, like I said before. You, no. you know, Buffalo in the past used Isaiah McKenzie big time. I think yeah. he would have done something like that. Would have had him yeah. line up as a wide receiver, but then have him run behind Josh yeah. Allen, hand it to him, and I think they could have easily gotten the first yeah. down doing something they, like that because, they, you know, Buffalo has not done that all year long, mm. so Tennessee would have been totally all, caught off guard yeah. by it. So. But then again, who knows? But, they very well could have got him right then and there for the same thing to happen with Josh Allen going for it. Can I just... But, oh, sorry. I was just going to add. Can I give a round of applause to Tennessee because they finally showed Bill's Mafia what a forward pass is after all these years? <laughs> Come on. Oh, gosh. Okay, they, have, they, they ended the debate, okay? That was a forward pass. They okay, I'm going to say up, this now. I'm happy that Buffalo is still averaging 30 points a game. If you looked at the numbers that Allen had, um, I think it was, what, uh, 37 for, like, 45. I don't know. I think it was, like, yeah. it was, no, 34 for 47 or something like that for 354 yards and three touchdowns. If you look at that any other day, yeah. that would have easily yeah, been that's enough. A win. That would have been enough to put together a win. Yeah. So that's why you have to give a lot of credit to Tennessee. Tennessee's defense came up big in a lot of ways mm -hmm. in that game. So. Yeah. 
I'll yeah. give him the, the credit there. But I will say, the way that he got the offense going, yeah. he got all three of his top receivers going, that would have been enough to really mm-hmm. get the win there. So, yeah. I'll give Tennessee the credit. Them being a 5-1 and one team, I'll give them all the credit in the world. Yeah. I, I really do think that, you know... Oh wait, actually no, they're four and one, not five and one. I'm going no, way no, too far ahead. They're four and two. They're four and two. They're that's right. They're the same record as the Bills, four and two. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have the track record above, you know, Kansas City right now. And and it's safe to say, you know, even with Tennessee, yes, they have the one up on Buffalo. They're the third seed. Buffalo is the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. But. Honestly, I, I said it before, I'll say it again. I don't really care in the end if Buffalo doesn't get home field advantage. Just to be in the sense, like last year, they didn't have home field advantage. Yeah, they played two games in Buffalo before getting to Kansas City. Now that I saw that they can be able to beat Kansas City, I feel very confident that Buffalo can get even further this year in the playoffs. And that's yeah. how I'm going to leave that off as. Yeah, so I'm going to agree with that. Um, with that, I think that leads into our first break and when we or our um i'm sorry our uh anchor break anchor and canteen yeah. well not a canteen break anymore but that's been long sale so, um so real quickly before we do go of course we'll have our nfl picks when we come back i just want to say real quick um of course we are a week away from november and here at Tinkle Sports and Entertainment, I did bring this up on Out of Turn 4 this week. Um, we will be uh, fundraising for No Shave November, which is to raise money for cancer awareness. You could tell I got a little head start. I've had that for like the past six months. Just been trimming it every once in a while. Um, <laughs> so um, I believe Jason and I are the only ones participating here on Tinkle Sports this well, year. I- I'll probably have to shave a little bit beforehand, but... Yeah. Oh, I'm shaving October 31st. We don't get head starts here, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so um, check out... I think I'll try to put the link below because at the end of the day, I just don't have the graphic here. And it would... If I put up the graphic for No Shave November, it would make Jason disappear, so... Um, <laughs> I don't want to do that, but yeah, so just check out the link. We will have videos next month to um, show you what you're donating to, essentially. Um, We just hope you'll take part in this with us next month and help us fundraise for a great cause to help with cancer research. Um, So I just want to throw that out there. We're going to take our break, and when we come back, we'll have our NFL picks and tinkle on this. All right, week six, I believe, or week seven NFL picks. Um, the Washington football team versus the Green Bay Packers. Packers seven and a half. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to go with the Packers. Packers over the Washington football team. Because yeah. um, Aaron Rodgers is still on that big old FU tour. Yeah. And it's showcasing big time this year (laughs) Packers without question um I think it'll be close at first I thought the Chiefs in the Washington game would have been closer but it didn't work out that way um speaking of the Chiefs they're the next game in line Chiefs and the Titans 
Chiefs are four and a half favorites. This was a tough one to call. I mean, the the the, the butt hurt Bills fan makes me want to see the Kansas City Chiefs beat up on the Tennessee Titans, but in reality, I'm probably gonna go with a realistic factor and say that the Tennessee Titans are gonna beat mm-hmm. up on Kansas City because Derrick Henry is just <laughs> Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry for a reason. Let's just yeah. say that. Uh man, I'm gonna lean Chiefs, but it's not gonna be by much. Let me put it that way. I'm gonna say by three at best. I think it comes down to Butker at the end. Um, you know, because honestly, both their defenses suck. It's probably gonna be thirty mm-hmm. plus for both teams. I wouldn't doubt it, but the Chiefs are gonna have to get out to an early lead and try to take Derrick Henry out of this. You know. Um, I think th- I want to say that Kansas City has a beefier defense to be able to take out the run. I, I, they have a joke of a defense, honestly. So I, I'm just gonna leave it at. Th- <laughs> um, they're 32nd for a reason. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, anyway, on to the next one: the Falcons and the Dolphins. Atlanta two and a half. How do the Dolphins not have a bye? Weren't they just in London? <laughs> yes. That's bull. Okay. Man, the NFL loves... I, I agree with my brother here. The NFL loves screwing the Dolphins. <sighs> Might have gave away my pick. Who knows? You'll see in a sec. This one... Um, this one's... Probably a tough one to kind of call. But I want to go with... I think I'm going to go with Atlanta here. Only because... I'm just saying it's because, you know, it's division rival. Just because... It's not division rival, tu- but... It's, uh... But Tua Tungavaloa and the Miami Dolphins itself just haven't found a rhythm. And I don't think they're going to find it against the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Because, you know, we all thought, oh, well, Jacksonville, I think it'll, you know... Will lose the Dol- Miami. Well, kind of happened to be the opposite way. Miami just can't get out of their own way. They have lost against a lot of these yeah. teams that they could have easily have beaten. Yeah, they should have manhandled Jacksonville last week. But uh, Uncle Urban, respect the grind. You know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not appropriate. But hey, we'll just stick with uh, what I said there. Um. Anyway. And- and I guess I'm also going to make this bold thing. I think Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts is going to have another big impact game. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I'm going to go Falcons. Um, I don't think I need to explain it. The Dolphins aren't that good. You explained it pretty well, so I'll leave it with that. I'm taking. I'm basically plagiarizing your notes there. Um, <laughs> anyway, Jets and Patriots. Patriots are seven-point favorites here. Wow. <laughs> uh, so we got the battle between Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. I'm, I'm going to go with Mac and Cheese here. I think Mac Jones mm. is going to have himself another big game, and it's actually going to lead to a win this time. Yeah. I'm going to go New England over the Jets. I'm going to go New England. It's going to be close, I think. Another game that's going to be a lot closer than the uh, line says it's going to be. Um, 
honestly, the Patriots still are kind of a work in process, uh, work in progress. Um, Zach Wilson is inconsistent, but he has shown in games that he is the right choice for their uh, QB situation. Again, I said it a few weeks ago. I'm going to double down on it. Zach Wilson is like Josh Allen. It's going to take a few years for him to really showcase that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I firmly believe it's going to be that. Um, that's all I'm going to say there. Um, anyway, Panthers and Giants here. Um, Panthers are three-point favorite. My mistake. I was about to say Giants. Oh... You know, it's kind of funny that we all thought Carolina was going to be one of those top teams, but because they started they started the season what three and zero or something like that. But it's always going to be a what could have been if McCaffrey had stayed healthy. Yeah, that's true. So you got a banged up McCaffrey and you have a banged up Barkley. So. This game, I, I really do think the Carolina Panthers will win. I think they'll be f- above f- 500, you know, for the first time in quite some time. But don't be shocked if the Giants somehow surprisingly, like, pull one out of their asses here in this game. But I'm, I'm still going Carolina. Yeah. I think Sam Darnold's going to have himself a game. Yeah. I'm going to go Panthers as well. I think it's going to be a pretty high scoring for the Panthers end. Um, I don't expect much out of the Giants, to say the least. Um, They're kind of of battling for the seller at this point. Um, Bengals and Ravens. This, you know, there's a lot of games at 4 o'clock that could be labeled the game of the week. But this one might be the underdog game of the week. Um, Baltimore six and a half favorite. Mm. I I don't know if I would go with a six and a half for this game. I think it's no. going to be a hell of a lot closer than I think it will be. Yes, don't get me wrong. Baltimore has looked a hell of a lot better than I thought they would be this year. Not gonna lie. I, I thought well, they got no good. They got no running backs. All mm. their starters got hurt running back wise and to see them with bringing much bringing in like what having three guys that weren't even part of the roster heading into from last year that this year it just the b5 one that's crazy to think about but um yes i will go with baltimore but don't be shocked that this these two teams have a dogfight kind of game yeah I'm going to say I agree here, dogfight. Um, but I think the Ravens will just come out with it because really no one's had an answer for Lamar this year. How is Lamar, when we were talking MVP race, how is Lamar not included in this discussion? That's what I want to know because he's been having that kind of year. I know, and he's had games where, like, like, he had that game where he had, like, over 440-something passing yards, and that's just insane to think about for somebody like him. Yeah, exactly. Um, here we go. Um, Eagles and Raiders. Raiders three-point favorites. 
I, you know, the funny thing is, when we were on the break, I was going to say how much that, you know, um, their former head coach there getting fired was going to be a distraction. And that game against the Broncos mm-hmm. didn't look like there was much distractions from but what it's happened. it's the Broncos. They, they seemed like they were motivated to get this win and keep things on track. I'm going to say this now. I think they're going to keep the trend going. I think that the Raiders are going to go out they're at in at their home stadium. Get the win against Philadelphia. Philadelphia is is good. They just really haven't found the answer to to win football games right now, and I don't think they're gonna do it here in Las Vegas. Yeah, they honestly, you know, there was a report this week about Sean Watson going to Miami, and we should have actually talked about that because I. You know, we we'll probably talk about it in the next week if the rumor is true, of course. Um, but um, I'm gonna go Raiders here. I just don't think Jalen Hurts right now has proven that he's the answer just yet. He's really, I mean, the last game I saw him, he looked real shaky. To be honest, he didn't look like the guy that's the franchise QB. I would say, right. Um. I'm not going to call him a bust. I'm just going to say he definitely didn't rise to the occasion. Um, definitely not. So that's why I'm going to go Raiders here. Um, I know I said two or three of these games could easily be games of the week. And you all are probably laughing at this. Because the next three games that are 4 o'clock games, of course... Um, Rams and Lions, then you got Texans and Cardinals. But here's why I say that. Because you got Matt Stafford playing against his old team. You got um, DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt playing against their old teams. Granted, it's not in their stadium, like their old stadiums, but, you know, I, I just wonder what notes were kept on those players. You know, we saw that New England and Tampa was close. How close could these games be? Um, With that said, though, Rams and Lions. Rams are 16-point favorites, so the line does not favor... Oh, my God. The line does not favor my last speech. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm going Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Uh, but I was going to go Detroit. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to play that game. Um, I'm going with the Rams. There's no question. Um, Texans and Cardinals. Arizona is a 17 and a half point favorite. Holy shit. Um, still no <laughs> Almost t- as bad as the uh, when it was the Bills and the Texans. Yeah. So. Yeah. And don't be shocked. If this is a shutout game for Arizona against yeah. Houston, just be on the watch out because the last oh, time yeah. it was a 17 and a half um, line, it was a shutout. Mm-hmm. It was 40 nothing for the Bills. Don't be shocked if it's something like that between Arizona and Houston. Yeah. So, just saying. I agree. Um, no question on this one. Cardinals win it. Um if Tyrod was playing, maybe it would be close, but I I don't see it happening. I'm I um, think he's close to coming back soon. Yeah. If I don't rem- 
if I recall. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but anyway, Bears and Bucks. Bucks are 12 and a half. Ooh. I'm just going to say this now. Justin Fields has really showcased that he's, you know, probably going to actually do something with the Bears. I mean, they're 3-3. Three and three. They're not totally out of a playoff picture as of yet. I mean, it's still early yet, but can we, can we say it's safe to say that he's a big benefactor of why there are why they've won three games this year? Can I just still say that he is an Ohio State quarterback? It may not. I, show I know. Yet. I know. I'm sorry. I'm still gonna ride that. I'm still gonna beat that drum that he's an Ohio State product. I mean, of course, I know who I'm gonna go with. I'm clearly going to go with Tampa Bay over Chicago. I'm just saying that like, I just think that it's going to be a little bit... Uh, I probably won't be a close game because you know, it's Justin Fields going up against the GOAT of football. Like, yeah. Let's just be safe to say he's going to look like the Justin Fields... Remember when yeah. he had his like first start or something like that and he absolutely sucked? It's mm-hmm. going to be a game where he's just going to absolutely suck yeah. and shit the bed. Exactly. Um, Bucks is my pick as well. I don't think it's going to be close. Um, Sunday night football now. 49ers, Colts. Um, Al Michaels, I believe. I'm sorry, but could they like switch the Sunday night game? Because that does not sound like a very entertaining Sunday night football game. Um, To be honest, though, there's really no game above that would be Sunday night worthy. I mean, the Chiefs and the Titans, I mean, the Chiefs have been on primetime every, almost every week this year. So you can't flex them into that game. I mean, if the Texans actually had a good team, you could argue that the Texans and the Cardinals could be. Same if the Lions won a couple games, you could vouch for that game to be flexed. But... I think if there's any game that should be flexed at Sunday Night game, Football, it's probably the Cincinnati-Baltimore game, honestly. Maybe. Maybe I would argue that. Um, but anyway, um, San Fran's a four-point favorite, by the way. Hmm. I'm going to give the edge to the Colts here. Uh, Jimmy G's starting. Debo Samuel's on a roll. I think it's only a matter of time before um, um, Brandon Ayuk catches fire. So I'm actually going to go with the Niners here. I think Jimmy G gives them the best chance to win games. That's all I'm going to say on that. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that, like... I mean, This was a tough one to call. It really is. I will say the Colts are back, I think in terms of being at least in the race. I wouldn't say playoffs or Super Bowl. I would just say in the race is the best mm. I can give. Um, but this game, if they dropped 2-5, and five, they're done. Um, oh, well, yeah. So, Saints and Seahawks, New Orleans a 4.5 favorite. And if Russell Wilson was playing, this game would be the game of the week, without question. No, if this was like last year where it was Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, it would have definitely been a game to watch. But now that it's James Winston and freaking Geno Smith, it's just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. 
on Monday Night Football game. Cool. Like you got the best it's... worst quarterback in the NFL <laughs> versus a guy who shouldn't even be in the league. It just uh, this one's a tough one to choose. I'm probably gonna choose the Saints. I think Jameis Winston's gonna have a better day than Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, I'm just going to give Janus Winston. And, and and watch this be randomly the one game where he throws five touchdowns. Yeah. like Because he always has that one random game where he yep. does good, and then he does has one random game where he does crappy. So I oh, think yeah. this is going to be the one game where he's going to go out there in Seattle and just like toss like four or five touchdowns. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go Saints um, as well. I would say, here's the thing, if Russell Wilson was starting, I would give the Seahawks the edge. One thing, though, that could change my mind, Alex Collins played an incredible game last week. Does Alex Collins have a have a similar game this week? You know, that's going to be against a, a Against the Saints defense? I don't think so. I, I think he puts up 70 yards. I, I will say that. I think 70, 80 yards is a safe bet. And maybe a touchdown. And I think a touchdown, actually. I'll say a touchdown. Um, I think he gives them the better edge at running back. Um, but that's all I'll leave it at for that. Um, let's get on to Tinkle on this. And we got two of them. Um, first off, we'll start off with this week's. Um, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers um, rushes into the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, Bears fan didn't like it, gave um, this and said, you're number two um, with the two fingers on two different hands. Uh, Rogers looks up into the crowd, and instead of going malice at the palace like uh, Ron Artest did, Aaron Rodgers just brushes it off and says, I fucking owned you all my life. I still own you. I still own you. I'm sorry, I wasn't as enthusiastic as Rogers. Um, no, so, he, he did he did this. And he's like, I own you. I still own you. I still fucking own you. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but um, then of course to add to it, Tom Brady chimed in. Can I just say Tom Brady has more personality now than he ever had in New England? Yeah, I think um, so. Man, you leave Belichick and you actually grow a personality. Um, so um, Tom Brady goes on SiriusXM this week and he says, Congratulations to Rodgers on becoming part owner of the Bears. <laughs> um, so for that... I'm, sorry, ready for, I'm ready for somebody on Wikipedia to just like change Aaron Rodgers' like, Wikipedia bio and just like say like owner and it just says Chicago Bears. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Or or, um, or or do it for Chicago Bears owner and then it just shows Aaron Rodgers. Yep, exactly. So for that, um, Chicago Bears and that fan that flipped off Aaron Rodgers tinkle on this. Yes. So, um, we do have a consolation one. Um, <laughs> this one was a good runner up and I think you'll like it. Um, Jason and I were both in attendance to watch this one. Um, so in front of us, I wish I caught video because if I did this, this would get a lot of views, I think. Um, so we're at the Syracuse Clemson game last Friday. Um, Jason and I are sitting there watching the game. 
We had a guy just acting like Ric Flair. I won't tell you our full comments on that because it wasn't very uh, um, broadcast appropriate, some of our comments right. on what was going on. So, um, you know, we're just like, can't you, we can't believe this guy. He had to be celebrating his 21st birthday, would be my guess, because he had the happy birthday necklace on. You know, he was drinking Corona. First off, how you get drunk on Corona is beyond me, um, because <laughs> Corona is one of the weakest beers I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure he was drinking before he came in. He had to have been. And then just acted sober to get in. But, so, halftime rolls around. He didn't like some of the calls, so he's always flipping off the refs and yelling, Woo! Like Ric Flair. Um, so then start of the third quarter, he takes his beer and chucks it down. So we're in the 300 level. He chucks it down to the hundred level, still has beer in it, soaks a man and a woman in the front row and they want to fight him. Police had to come up and take him away. Um, then the police came back for his friends and that's the part of the video I did get. Um, is that his friends got escorted out and his friends guilty by association. Um, so for that, um, I hope whoever, whoever you are that was at that game, you're probably flipping me off and yelling woo at the screen right now. <laughs> but for that, bud, you're a tinkle on this. I'm sorry. Like, you know, it, 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 I find it hilarious that like his one guy, his one friend is just like, Getting up, like standing up on the bleachers, acting all tough, like, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, come on, bro, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You gonna come up here and motherfucking freaking fight me? Like, and then, and everybody's like, shut up, reject Tom Holland. How about you go spider your spider your senses out to jail and get ass raped up or something like that? (laughs) I know, I too much. Too but, much, yeah. bud. Too much, but we'll leave it um, with that. Um, can I just say, though, on a personal note, if your friends encourage you to get drunk and act like that in a game, find a new friend group. Um, right. I, I just want to say this. I've had friends where we've gone to Bill's games. Jason can vouch for it. We went to the Washington um, football team versus the Buffalo Bills before the pandemic occurred, mm-hmm. and your boy here got shit face drunk, um, <laughs> and decided to talk to a Bills fan while wearing a Chargers jersey. Now, normally you would think that would be a fight, and I had a friend tugging my jersey trying to get me away from this guy because he thought I was going to fight him. Okay. That's the kind of friend you need right there. The friend to tell you, okay, enough's enough. Which Not I find the... hilarious because he was pretty drunk himself, too. <laughs> yeah. And that was funny, too, but, he, you know, we were both at least, at least I knew I wasn't going to fight him. I wanted to just talk to him. Yeah. I, I wasn't winding up for that, but still, it's the point. That that's the kind of friend group you should invite to games, guys who can keep you under control, and that's something this guy lacked, um, in doing. 
Um, I, I want to just leave it at that. I don't want to say anything else that could incriminate us. Um, yeah, I just saw all I'm going to say too is please just don't come to games and just toss your empty beer cans down below. You're just asking to get taken out of the stadium and personally probably banned for life yeah. at the stadium. At I'm pretty venue. sure that's exactly what's going to happen is you're probably going to be banned from ever going to Syracuse games ever again, whoever you are. Just please don't go to it. If you want to drink, fine, drink. Just don't act yeah. like a dick. Man. That's simply what you are. You're just, in the end of the day, you're just a dick for doing that. This public service announcement was made possible by viewers like you. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> we had to, now we're going to get sued by PBS as we go off the air. So. Oh my gosh. Um, all right. I guess it was worth it, right? No, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, other than that, it was a good game. We had fun. Um, can I just say the Carrier Dome renovations look great? Yes, I do. I will say yeah. this now. There was an instance where if you knew that like you had the game on the line and it's either you yeah. kick a 51-yard field goal to try to tie it or you go for 4th and 1, you got to go for 4th and 1. Can I, Don't kick the field goal. Yeah. And can I just also say this, that Dino Baber shouldn't have run out the clock. He wouldn't have been in that situation if it wasn't for that. So... Dino made the mistake of trying to run out the clock. He should have gone for the touchdown, gotten in the red zone before he started running the clock. So that I'm just going to leave it on as far as my comments on the game. Um, but we had a nice day. We were at Kitty Hoynes out in Syracuse. Um, we wanted to do Dinosaur Barbecue. Um, two places you guys got to try for sure um, if you're ever in upstate New York. Um, Dinosaur Barbecue or Kitty Hoyne's uh, Irish Pub. Um, and then um, Destiny USA is always a great destination. Um, so we were there. Um, but the Loud House is always a great place. Um, the Carrier Dome is one of the greatest. Um, and maybe we'll be back for basketball there very soon. Who knows? That'd be cool. And speaking of basketball, prayers up to Dick Vitale. Um, um, yes. He's battling lymphoma right now, 82 years old. Um, keep fighting, baby. I'm I pretty sure got... this is his, what, second time fighting it, right? You know, I have no clue, but can I just say I'm going to try to do my best impression. So, Dick Vitale, if you're watching, this is for you, buddy. Get better, baby. We need you back on the sidelines. We need you calling the games for years to come. Let's beat this cancer, baby. <laughs> yes. Please. For all of us. Oh, man. And Tinkle Sports and Entertainment. And you guys. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Pray to... <clears throat> pray that he'll come out all right on this. Yeah. Thank you, I'll be here all week with those jokes, um, <laughs> or with those impressions. So anyway, with that, we want to thank you for watching. Um, we will be back next Sunday, and of course, we'll have uh, plenty more to talk about then. Um, until then, guys, goodbye, everyone. <laughs>